The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you everywhere you go. Jesus answered him, foxes have dens, birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. To another, he said, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered, let the dead bury their dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. A little background for, it's funny how Jesus uses that one phrase and the first reading is re related to that and that is the hand to the plow. But in that story from the book of Kings, you have Elijah and Elisha. They're tongue twisters. They're two prophets. Elijah is the first prophet. Elisha is his follower. And Elijah is called to invite Elisha to continue the prophecy mission. And they do it in a very symbolic way. Elijah takes his cloak while Elisha is plowing the fields, that's why they, Jesus uses that plowing story, while he's plowing the fields and he gets his cloak and symbolically places it on him. Um, we do that in certain ceremonies. The church does that in a lot of ceremonies. When, when a, a man becomes a priest, we, we are donned with certain clothes. When, when a nurse receives his or her uh, degree, they, get, they used to get hats, now they get a pin or a uniform. Police have uniforms. So uniforms make a difference. They identify the person. And not much different. So whatever the cloak of Elijah looked like, he gave it, he passed it on to Elisha. So Elisha would continue his ministry as being a prophet of God. Okay, then, then we have Jesus in his beautiful story telling us mm, in a not-so-pleasant way to follow him. Well, follow him, that's no problem, but he calls it the way it is. I'll follow you anywhere, somebody says. And then Jesus says, uh, really? Uh, I have nowhere to go. I don't even have a place to sleep. Where are you going to follow me? So that following probably wasn't physically, you know, boots on the ground following. There was a kind of different following he's inviting the man to do. A following that penetrates the personality. 
he clarifies that when other people who are physically wanting to follow him come up and say, oh, I've got to bury my father. Now, that doesn't literally mean that the father just died and he has to bury him. It means um, that I have to stay home until my father passes, and when my father passes, then I have the freedom to follow you. Um, children w were very responsible to the, the heritage and inheritance of their fathers. So the, the father's death, you know, regrettably, was a kind of freeing. So the child would now become a man, assume his father's responsibilities. So he's saying, I will assume responsibilities. I'll follow you, Jesus. But first, I've got to take care of the things at home and wait until my father passes. Jesus says, no, it's not good enough. You know, you, you, you can't start the mission and then just say, I've got, I got other things to, to do. And he ties that into uh, the analogy of the plow. He says, once you're plowing, you don't look back. You just keep plowing. Just keep going forward. What is Jesus talking about? You and me following him with, without any regret. And following Jesus today in our society is quite a challenge. Taking up our responsibility as Catholics is quite a responsibility today in the 21st century. We know many, many Catholics, young and old, who are not with us who've chosen to bury their fathers or keep plowing, and these are metaphors, or do other things rather than worship and be identified as Catholics, who have, not always from the scripture, but from church teaching through the scriptures, because of the scriptures, with the scriptures at our side, guidance as to how to live in the 21st century. And I'm not going to mention anything. You know, you read the papers as well as I do. You, you know the news posts as well as I do. And yet, when things are going in a way, either by law or by society, that conflict with the current theme of society, the current licentiousness of society, and I say that word rather than license because it's a little on the, on the side of taken advantage of people, taken advantage of, in this case, the, the unborn. So when society goes one way, and many of us, excuse me, many out there, I don't want to say us here, many out there who are Catholics will join the crowd, will protest with the crowd, will go with the crowd. Jesus is saying, once you sign up with me, you've got to stick with me. You've got to stay with me. And it's not going to be easy. You have a whole bunch of other responsibilities that you might want to take care of. But you've got to follow me. Because he's going to his death and resurrection. How did he say that? When Luke wrote, he was determined to journey to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the key word. He knew he was going toward his death. Another passage, uh, Thomas even questions, don't go to Jerusalem, they're going to kill you, Jesus. I got to go. I got to do my father's will. I got to be the sacrificial victim that sets people free. So Luke forms this journey, and, and Luke journey is very important. 
woven throughout the scriptures. Because Jesus is constantly journeying toward the cross and resurrection. That's the way the, the literature of Luke is focused. That very creative. So you read all of Luke and you get Jesus is always on a journey. He's always going somewhere. And not everybody welcomes him. Like you and I. Oh, Jesus is coming. Let's go out and let's sit up. Well, the people of Samaria said, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't take Jews here. Get out. And what, 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 is ha what happens when that happens in the scriptures? Two of his apostles, come, very faithful apostles, James and John, come up to him. Jesus, you want us to get even with those people? You want us to show them our power? What does Jesus say? He rebukes them. Shut up. You can't be with Jesus and not with Jesus at the same time. And if he says, th the world, you know, those who are not with us, let's beat the hell out of them. Let's protest. Let's beat them. Let's, let's, let's condemn them. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. Jesus makes it very clear. If you're with him, you're with him through thick and thin. And every one of us is challenged to be with him. We're challenged in our work place and school in our neighborhoods again put this alongside the recent public issues from the supreme court and more coming down the pike we're catholics someone said the other day on it was a protest kind of response don't don't boss me around don't try to control my life based on your little book and she was referring to our scriptures, the Bible. Because your book says one thing doesn't mean I have to follow it. Well, you know, it wasn't a dialogue. It was a monologue. And God's book, the Bible, is not specific in certain areas. But in very broad terms, we know Jesus came to save all people. We know in his behaviors, he respected all people. And if we're going to follow Jesus, that's what we follow. Respect for all people. Respect for life. Jesus went to, to the woman, Jairus, to, to bring up the little girl, bring her back to life. More than once, he put himself on the line in a dangerous situation. So he would give life and he would forgive those who were going to be condemned. You know all the stories. So you don't pick and choose, Jesus. You look at the whole picture of Jesus, and he's a loving person sent by the Father to teach us how to love and teach us how to respect people from beginning of life to the end. And respecting people rules out getting revenge. Let's call fire down those people who, who don't agree with us. That's not Jesus. We're putting our hands to the plow. We're taking on the challenge of Jesus as Christians, especially in the 21st century. You're brave to be here worshiping because you know what's going on outside, not particularly this particular building, but in society today, you know what's going on outside. And to be identified as a Catholic is to stay, take a stand for Jesus, to stand up for what we consider is righteous and good and holy and, and, and we're not all called to do it like music ministers or lectors or priests. We're called to do it as a family, and we all have different roles in that family.
as I was preparing my thoughts for this weekend homily, for some reason, Carlo Acutis came to mind. Carlo was recently beatified, and he was a young man who died only in his teens. And as a young kid, in, he was born in, he was an Italian, born in England. He born to an Italian family, but in England. As a young kid, he had this fascination with the Eucharist. And as, he, as soon as he could play with computers, he started investigating the Eucharist. I mean, he played other games and all those things that my nieces and nephews play, play with, and your kids probably play with. But his interest was very different. His interest was in the Eucharist. So he started a, a site, Eucharistic Miracles Around the World. He's a young kid. He only died a few years ago. He's buried in Assisi, Italy, where he had a great devotion to St. Francis of Assisi. And he died of leukemia as a teenager. And he knew he was on God's path. His destiny, in his own words, basically is, I'm following God. And I'm looking forward to keep following God. Following God in his world meant doing this thing, this computer invitation to all of us to learn historically about Eucharistic miracles throughout the world. Look it up. Go online. Go to Google. Find Carlo Acutis. He was only recently beatified. That's one step before he becomes a saint. And his miracle was a little boy who was suffering, couldn't hold food down, and his mother was praying to young Carlo because he was a young kid, her son was a young kid, and in the course of that, the history, the details are on his site, in the course of that miracle and that prayer, as she went to church praying to Carlo, the boy comes out, and he was hungry. And that was unusual because he could only hold down liquids. And when he came out of church, he started eating. And he was healed of that illness. There's more details, of course. This is not a, a publication. But the idea that this young boy determined to be a kid, a teenager, with his skills and his toys, you might say, his computer knowledge superimposed upon his faith, and his faith was specifically in the Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus. So you look at his site, and it's unbelievable, the locations throughout the world in which there were Eucharistic miracles. And two years ago, I was in Portugal, and Santorim came up, a, a little town in Portugal that is known for this particular miracle. Read about it, I'm not going to explain it all. And I was so happy that this little town that nobody knows about, I shouldn't say nobody, is a very tiny town is there on his site. All this to say that he took on the seriousness of following Jesus. He put his hand to the plow. He kept, no, hey, stay, uh, don't, don't worry. Her music is just enhancing our worship. Come closer if you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about a young kid and she's going to take the young kid out of church because he's making noise. That's music to God's ears. So the mission today for all of us, as we leave the building in this church, is to keep the church going outside, to keep the church aware 
we being aware of what the church is, standing up for what I believe in, and using all of the skills and talent I have to foster that belief, whether I'm a, a, a geologist, a, a computer person, a, a priest, it doesn't matter. Everything I have, and Jesus is saying it, everything. Come on, come on board. Keep plowing. Focus on your ministry. Focus on your mission. If you're a parent, be the best Christian parent. If you're a child, be the best Catholic child. If you're a layperson, be a wonderful layperson and offering your services to the church and the poor. Jesus has a place for all of us. And in his own words, once you set your hand to the plow, don't look back. Focus on the kingdom.